to be joking. You've got to be joking. Now, when the treasurer wishes oh, to go no. there or not, I would forbid him going. Forbid him going to the Senate. To, uh, to uh, account for this unrepresentative swell over there. Hey Nick, how you going, mate? I'm real tired, Rob. I'm getting yeah. real sleepy sitting here in this chair. <laughs> We're like Joe Biden. A sleepy, <laughs> but sleepy Joe. Oh, yeah. Okay. So me, and, we'll just say right out of the gate, me and Rob had the pleasure, displeasure of watching the presidential debate, the first presidential debate, official one. Uh, ninety, all ninety minutes of it on CNN this morning. Actually, went a little over ninety. Did go a little minutes. over. Yep. And it's, uh, you know, they just had so much good quality discussion, they just couldn't fit it all in in the 90, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, that kind of sucks. Um, so, this episode will be a debate-focused uh, episode. Yeah, because yeah, these debates are usually the biggest talking points for a week of news, pretty much. Yeah. You know, tomorrow there'll be the facts check, I imagine. Hopefully, anyways, because I think there was a lot of lies being said. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what Trump does, really. There's just all kind of uh, credibility uh, is gone in these debates. Like, who knows even what, who knows the truth about what anyone's saying? Yeah, it, it's a really tough one, hey? Um, and because no one really has the elite knowledge to know straight away if this is a lie or not, um, it's very difficult to tell, you know? Yeah, yeah, I know. So before, maybe before we get into the election specifics, Rob, well, but let's just, I just want to know how you're going, man. How are you? <laughs> oh, I, oh, I, thanks, I don't, don't want to skip over the, you know, the pleasantries at the start. Oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> I'm going good, yeah. Yeah? Uh, study week's a treat for me because, you know, I work a lot, Nick, and oh, yeah. I need my time to study. He's a working class man. Yeah, and, you know, it's nice to have a day to really hash out some study. Which, you know, you, you wouldn't know what it's like being a white-collar worker. Busy guy, wrong. <laughs> I am a white-collar worker, it's true. Yeah, you get to sit down at your job. That's that's what I reckon is the I definition of white-collar. I don't sit down at collar. my job. I stand up frequently. Yeah, but you do get to sit down. I, I do, like, admin work, which is easier to do while sitting down, but I'm still forced to stand. I'll just say, Rob, as well, that I used to work at a fish and chip shop. Uh-huh. Which is the most blue-collar job out Used there, to. right, buddy? So don't tell me I didn't come from humble roots, because I did. Used to. And now, because I have such a big brain, <laughs> I've graduated from that. I'm doing better stuff. <laughs> I eat tutoring. Big brain. You were doing that before the fish and chip shop no. champion? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, all right. That's good, Rob. Yeah, we had an assignment to submit last night. One, one we down. Did. One more down. Yep. On a, a social movement, that was pretty I fun. submitted it on Wednesday, just just so you know. You submitted it, what, last Wednesday? No, on Monday, sorry. <laughs> Sky Clay, hey, is that you, Sleepy Joe? Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> real sleepy. Um, all right, some stuff that's happened over the past uh, week. The only point I have here, maybe I've just been sleeping or nothing much has been happening. Um, new detention, some research actually from the Australian Strategic Policy Institute has found that there are now new detention camps in Xinjiang, uh, in oh, China, yeah. uh, for, you know, deter- deterring, um, uh, uh, in- interning, I mean, ethnic Uyghurs in Xinjiang in China. 
Uh, we've talked about that on the podcast before. They're just holiday camps, man. I don't know what's what's your <laughs> issue. <laughs> well, well, the CCP have basically told the West that they're not building any more, um, and you know they lied. There are more being built. Uh, they've they've proved it. So that sucks. Yeah, not great. Again, showing the uh, the class of the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, they're also just flat out lying. A lot of people lying recently in politics. Yeah, you know, who'd have thought it? In politics, no, <laughs> no. People always tell the truth in that. <laughs> That's the only point I have for the news, though. Rob, I think nothing yeah. else has happened. Uh, COVID cases in Victoria have decreased a lot. Oh, that's true, yeah. Um, Mark McGowan last night changed a lot of quarantine laws yeah. in WA. Well, he made it yes, yeah, so he made it so you can quarantine in your own home now if you come yeah. back, but you still need a reason to come back. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if my family will be coming home for Christmas. Pretty sad. Mm. Um, it's but- very interesting. Like, a lot of newspapers were like, uh, Mark McGowan uh, lifts um, quarantine restrictions on their Facebook and every time like it was slightly misleading Mark McGowan would comment on the post he'd be like to make this very clear like big paragraph he's got an election to invent yeah. he's getting out there good on him honestly really funny yeah I mean I'm getting I don't think we've talked about this but a lot of people are getting more and more upset with Mark McGowan's really tight border restrictions meaning that say like my family can't come home for Christmas you know my brothers who are living over east and, you know, people like me, I think, are increasingly thinking that Mark is being too harsh here. Yeah. I'm getting very frustrated with him. Wow. I, yeah, I mean, because, you know, I think not just not allowing people to come back, having such a hard border since April, I think it is starting to get, you know, the, the, the costs may be starting to outweigh the benefit if people, you know, can't come back and go to their parents' funerals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a I, tough one, Nick. Yeah, I mean, it is It is a tough one. I, you, you see where they're coming from, but you know, there's a line somewhere. There is a line somewhere, Nick. <laughs> we've, we've discussed this for the last like six months. Where is that line, though? Where is the line? Um, but, you know, hopefully in Victoria, uh, their the, the really hard restrictions will end soon because their you know, two-week average has got dropped considerably, down to like 22 cases or something. Yeah. Well, the other day, they only had like five new cases. Yeah. And it, it seems to be getting lower each day. So that's very good. That's fantastic for them. Good, good luck to our Victorian yeah, listeners. Yeah, really thinking of you, uh, those in Victoria, all one of you. Um, really hope you're doing well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick, I don't think I asked, How are you going, actually? I don't think I have actually asked you. I think I just yeah, bullied no, you. Yeah, no, you didn't. No, it's all right, Rob. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Let's move on. No, I'm, uh, I'm all right. <laughs> I'm okay. That's good to nice hear. Nice study break. Having a little relaxation, a little rest, but a lot of assignments to do actually. So, yeah. I mean, I yeah. You know, yeah. I'm I also in, do a lot of stuff. Pretty busy. I'm in the same boat as you, mate. Except I've got an extra assignment to do on top of it. Oh yeah. The ukulele, one thousand five hundred word up. Oh, is it your concert? Is your recital? Oh, can I have I, to do I, that as well. Can I Shit. come watch? Yeah, sure. I'll come watch. I, I'll, I still don't know actually how to play the ukulele. Before. I'll bring the recording equipment as well. So. Oh, sweet. So awesome, I'll bro- It'll be our new intro because Skeggs haven't replied to our email. No, Skeggs have not replied. <laughs> I, I don't think we're going to get permission to use Springs Out or Springers Sprung for the podcast. <laughs> so we're going to have to rethink what the in- what this intro is going to be, Rob. <laughs> oh, well, we'll see, hey? We will see. Well, Rob, should we get straight into it? I'm so excited for this, Nick. 
Yeah. This morning I woke up and I genuinely, I was like, this is going to be the best. Like, I can't wait for this debate. And it's worn on me. But I'm excited because I get to, you know, relive how excited I was two hours ago. Yeah, before we were worn before down we by descend the... into madness. Well, yeah, we should start by saying the quality of this debate, it was not good. No. It was terrible. It was, it was terrible. I think... That is partly due to just the nature of the way Trump debates. He just interrupts, will not answer the question. Um, but I also think it's partly because both speakers, Biden included, are actually just really not great communicators. They yeah. they get off track a lot. Uh, they you know are saying the wrong thing, not answering the question. So the general quality was really bad. Yeah, and the moderator struggled as well, I think, to be honest. Yeah. He did all he could. But you can't really control that. I know. It's like, if you've ever been in that situation, it's like someone just keeps talking. You're saying like, no, stop. Or you're like trying to keep talking over them and they just won't stop talking. And what can you do? Yeah, it's That's the president of the United States. (laughs) Yeah, they're saying like, Mr. President, Mr. President, you can't, like, please let him finish. And like, yeah. No, nothing. (laughs) And yeah, like they, they, he raises his voice and he's like, I'm sorry for raising my voice. And I'm like, don't say sorry. Like, raise your voice more often. Yeah, it's a tough one, hey? Yeah, I mean, we saw this uh, in 2016 in the way Trump debated Hillary, but it was worse, way worse in this particular debate. Trump continually interrupted Biden, um, talking over him, not giving him the two minutes that he's allotted to actually have his response. And granted, Biden did a little bit of that, but nowhere on the same scale and only after Trump had started doing it himself. It was very actually difficult to even ever hear Joe Biden talk. Or and it was a, it was pretty similar for Trump as well. It was a lot of just talking over each other, which is really hard to listen to as you could imagine. Yeah, I mean, I does the moderator have to do a better job here? I'm unsure. I think the moderator is doing, you know, the best they can, but you just can't show any any weakness really. And you yeah. just have to be firm. You have to keep talking over them and keep saying, no, like your time is done. You can't keep speaking. Because if you give them an inch and you, you saw that with Trump, when he just like, when he started to say that Trump, you know, it was, that his time was up and, and let Trump keep speaking, that was when I think like he lost control of the debate. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was really hard. It was draining to watch actually in the end. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, added to as well, the second thing I said, which is I think both, speakers aren't good communicators yeah exactly but the debate was uh supposed to be very very formatted it was broken up into uh, roughly six topics and the first topic they discussed was um the judiciary system and uh yeah the supreme court and you know with the whole uh, ruth Bader Ginsburg yeah the whole, the whole supreme court debacle which we talked about last episode yeah so, do you have any uh, thoughts on that one, Nick? Um, yeah, I Biden just like I think started off flat-footed. Really, he what he needed to do, in my opinion, was get out there and say that Trump and the Republican Party have just created a double standard and you know not followed the same standard they set in 2016 by insisting that Obama waited into the election before having another Supreme Court pick. And in 2016, the Republican Senate blocked it, citing that reason. Yeah. So what Biden needed to do is come out and say, in 2016, you did the same thing that we're doing now, 
um, but you're not you're, you're willing to break that double standard. Yeah. Um, and you know he didn't say that. I, no. He said a whole bunch of you know kind of forgettable points. I think he really. This is where you know I was, we were talking to each other. We thought that Biden really was not doing well at the start of the debate, and. Sh- it's hard to make Trump seem like kind of intelligent and with it, but I think he was actually doing that at Trump, that point. Trump, I think this first topic, Trump, honestly, won. He said we were voted four years ago to win uh, the election and it's the president and the Senate's job to put the justice through and we've put the justice through. We've been elected for four years. It's within our rights. Yeah, and... It's a great argument. And Biden, yeah, I, it makes sense. I it makes to, sense to, to, until you... People think back to 2016 and Biden didn't mention 2016 once. Yeah, I know. I He, he didn't. And, you know, Biden started, you know, the, the question was posed to them, does the Supreme Court matter? Um, and Biden started talking about healthcare and talking about potentially the healthcare, uh, the Affordable Care Act going to the Supreme Court, um, which I just think was confusing to me and I'm sure to a lot of people. He really just didn't give a clear and concise point here. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, he, I definitely think he lost that segment. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, it wasn't really the most exciting segment. So we'll probably move straight on from it. I mean, no, not really. Yeah. Um, so the second segment was the, probably the big segment of the COVID-19 pandemic and the Trump administration's handling of it. Do you have any thoughts on that one, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> Is this the way we're going to do it? Yeah, um, yeah sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, no, I think from this point onwards... Beyond the first topic, I think Biden took control or was winning more points than he was losing in this debate. And I think, you know, spoiler, that's why I'm going to say I think Biden largely won the debate. And I think a really... Which isn't a big claim, just just to interrupt you, sorry. No. No, no. Nick, you got two minutes. No. (laughs) Uh, No, it's my two minutes now. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Can we get a moderator? Should we get a moderator? Georgia Steele on. Should we be the moderator? Um... No, but I think Biden did really well by seemed like those points where he looked directly towards the camera and started addressing the American people. Um, and I can't remember if it was in this section, but he yeah, said, he started doing it in this section. Yeah, he was like, it was like for for everyone who woke up this morning and looked at a chair that is now empty um, because family member died of COVID. You know, this guy is responsible for that. Yeah. Um, and I I just thought that was that was really powerful. That was really powerful, and Trump's uh, counter argument in this this segment was really poor. He said, "Like, oh, if you were there, you would have done worse," you know, like, which is not really you just accepting that you've done bad. Then, and I feel like yeah. that's a really like poor point to make, and it also goes back to that whole like his whole point in twenty sixteen of, oh, you guys would have done worse, but it doesn't work when you've been in power. I know, yeah. Well, I think Trump is what what that shows is Trump is actually clearly better at arguing or at facing an incumbent. Uh, yeah, definitely. In, in a kind of debate like this, he's and that's what he's used to with Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton was the establishment politician. He'd never been in politics before. Yeah. But he's been president for four years now, and his record is shit. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think he can actually defend that in any way. And I think we we definitely saw that. Uh, but I think Biden, at the, at the same note could have emphasized that more. Um, yeah, you yeah, could have called him out for that, definitely. Yeah, I think some of the comparisons with other countries would have gone well for Biden because, you know, 
the US is the laughing stock of the world and in terms of its response to COVID. Yeah. Uh, you know, 200,000 dead plus, which is... Well, you know, 4% of the world population, but 20% of the deaths. Yeah, I which mean... Which is in a country that's supposed to be the best country in the world. Yeah, I mean, like, where was that coming from, Biden? Yeah. I, I didn't see that. And I think that's a kind of a simple number and point that makes it clear that Trump did a shit job. Definitely. So where, where was that, Rob? I don't know. Yeah. And Trump also, during this segment, harped on about um, China and how closing down um, trade and travel with China really helped uh, reduce the spread of COVID-19 and that the Democrats didn't support him on that, which is just strange. Yeah, I, I just think he's just trying to grasp at, at, at anything. I think he, he didn't really have any, any actual point to, yeah. uh, to hold Biden up on. So I, it just seemed a bit muddled. But at the mm. same time, I think Biden's wasn't wasn't so strong. Although I think Biden made good calls. Like he made, he mentioned the injecting the the press conference where Trump said people could inject themselves with Blank. disinfectant. <laughs> um, you know, Biden mentioned that, and you hear Trump saying in the background, he's like, "Oh, it was clearly ironic." Yeah, I was being sarcastic. Being sarcastic. Which, uh, to be honest, that that kind of appealed to me because I don't really know when Trump is sarcastic versus when he's serious. I know, but like that was like if you watch that press conference, he's not being sarcastic. Yeah. He's just clearly off his head. Um, I think Biden did well to point out things like that. Mm-hmm. Definitely, Nick. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, another. This is also the segment, Rob, where tr- Trump made the only the only actually mention of this during the entire debate but he actually he attacked joe uh, biden's intelligence yes because i think um biden said like donald trump isn't smart about this yeah yeah and, and then, then and then trump was like don't you talk to me about this intelligence joe yeah you like graduated bottom of your class and stuff <laughs> yeah uh, insults <laughs> i yes, can't mate? i can't remember if it was that point um or another point as well but Biden kept using numbers. He loves numbers. I think it helps him articulate it, but he kept fucking it up. Yeah. He, he kept being like, uh, number one, we're going to do this. Number two, we're going to do this. And then he would get lost and then start back at number one again. Yeah. And at one point he was like, number one. And then he went number two, didn't say anything, then number three. And Trump was like, no, Joe, you're still on number two. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think I, I was you know, thinking that maybe as soon as he used that point on Biden being, you know, the sleepy Biden. Yeah. Um, losing his train of thought and not being intelligent. I thought he was going to keep bringing that up, but he, he didn't really. No, he only like one or two times I think he actually made comments about that at all. True. I mean, I was surprised by that. He is sleepy Biden, Rob. The thing is, though, I, I, I don't know if you want to make those calls in Trump's position, to be honest. I think he's not the most intelligent either. Yeah, I think yeah, he speaks better I think he does speak better. Than He's much more like charismatic, I reckon. I think if Trump had a leg to stand on, like, you know, if he was just a different person with a yeah. better record, I think he could actually be able to articulate those points a bit better. But, you know, he doesn't. So I think largely Biden wins over in most of those situations, even though he's the worst speaker. And you know, some of his points land really well, but I think some of them land very poorly. Yeah. When he's focused, he's a very good speaker, Biden. I think. When he's focused and he like when he those points where he talk directly to the camera, are really powerful. I think he's a great um, emotive uh, speaker. Yeah, 
No, I, I definitely think that the whole bit at the end when he was calling to when you know the, it was it was discussion about voting and the authentic the legitimacy of the elections when he turned to the camera and said like you know you American people have the option to decide uh, you have the power to control who is president after this election I thought you know really good yeah um you know it was actually kind of meaningful uh, and inspiring um and Trump had nothing meaningful or inspiring for this debate. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, another point that was brought up in this segment was um, the whole vaccine and when it's going to come out versus when it's going to be distributed. Uh, Trump going with his fantasy of it's going to be distributed and come out very, very soon, before the election even, and Biden saying no, he's every single you know expert on this saying that's not possible, etc., uh, so yeah, pretty easy leg for Biden to debate on that one. Yeah, I think you know, anything COVID-related, I think Trump loses broadly. Um, and I think Biden did well to call out experts on in Trump's own White House. Yeah, and like the the opinions they had on vaccines and other things. I think he did well to do that because it makes Trump look really bad. Yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, yeah, I think anything COVID-related. Biden definitely comes out on top. Yeah. So on that point, Nick, I think we can move on from the COVID discussion and move on to the the next discussion because this is rigorous uh, debate format. Oh, yeah, two minutes. Two two minutes minutes each. (laughs) No interrupting. (laughs) Um, So the next format was the economy or the economy. (laughs) The economy. What do you think about that, Nick? (laughs) Um, Well, the economy was the only thing Trump had going for him before COVID. And it's it's been shattered. So I think Biden really won again here. Um, and though they they kind of went back and forth about who left the economy in a better state uh, when Biden was in was vice president and when Trump is now president. Um, but you know I think just because everyone knows that they're in the middle of a recession, it reflects badly on Trump. Yeah. Was this when Biden told Trump to shut up as well? Oh, was it during this session? Yeah, no, it might have been during the last session. Oh, no. Well, I was going to say, we should talk about just generally Biden's response to the Trump-style debate. Yeah. Because if we look back to Hillary, I think people agree that Hillary didn't have a good response to Trump-style debate, which is very, you know, which is interrupting, speaking over the other speaker, being really aggressive and hostile. Well, Clinton would always just say, uh, fact-checkers, you know, do your work, pretty much. Yeah, but, you know, like, I think... Biden's response here, which is, you know, a smart, like laughing off a lot of the stupid things that Trump says, um, and also just not being afraid to kind of just call him out. Yeah. I, th- I found that very endearing, actually. The him constantly laughing at Trump was reminded me of myself. A bit. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, because I think a lot of, you know, people on the left, Democrats, would, would are, are laughing at Trump in a lot of those cases. Yeah. So, and, and you know, try, and, but when it came down to it, Biden when Trump kept speaking over him, you know, didn't have, had the courage to say, will this guy just shut up? Yeah, he said it like once. Uh, yeah, he said I, it I want to see it more and more. That was I, so cool. I know. And yeah, there are yeah, a few moments when he was like, you know, yeah, like, can I have my time back? Like, you know, this guy, yeah. you know, what is this? I think yeah, that those were good. Yeah, he kept on harping on uh, getting back to that idea that Trump is, you know, disagreeing or, you know, not obeying to the rules of the debate. Yeah. Which makes him look much better, I think. And in the end, the moderator, just because Trump was pissing off the moderator so much, you know, the moderator and Biden kind of teamed up a little bit. 
the moderator yeah. saying like, you know, you'll have your time, but saying like, oh, okay, can I have my time back? Like, yeah, yeah, can I have my time? Um, and there was a last point where the Trump said a whole uh, like random set of things. And the moderator was like, okay, Biden, what's your response? And Biden was like, I don't know what part of the question I was wondering. The moderator was like, to be fair, I don't know either. <laughs> so there's a bit of banter between them. Um, and I think this whole dynamic made Trump look not in control of the debate and a bit flustered. And if you look at his you know, resting face, he's kind of more angry and frustrating looking, frustrated looking than Biden, who just kind of looked chill. Yeah, he... He got very flustered very quickly, and this, I think, the COVID debate really struck him. I think it's very daunting to be told that you've had two hundred thousand deaths at your, at your helm. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's your. You should be held accountable, which is, I think, exactly what Biden should have done. Yeah, and and, and did well. So you know, I think, besides the actual substance, in terms of their both styles and Biden's response to the the Trump debating style, which we're all kind of waiting to see. I think Biden actually came out on top, mm. but well, I mean, we'll see what the, what the public says and what the media says about who won the debate. Cause they always come out with the, Oh, who won the debate after it's done. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see what these, happens. These people know we don't, exactly. this is probably the most exclusive debate. Um, article you guys can get guys. <laughs> this is right off the press. I mean, Nick watched this literally, Less than an hour ago. It's true. This is going out today. Yeah. You know. This is as live and up to date as unrepresentative school will ever be. <laughs> Guys, go home and watch the debate. Don't. No. Don't, not the don't, whole thing. Yeah, watch the highlights. Or, you know, okay, when you watch a lecture at uni, you're not going to watch it on one time speed. Yeah. <laughs> you watch it on 1.5, maybe two. I think this debate you wanted it too. You just slow <laughs> it down for the bits where, you know, you, you can hear one of them talking and not all three or two. Yeah, and slow down for the bit where Biden says, uh, could this guy just shut up? <laughs> That's pretty, pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so we didn't really talk about the economy at all that much like how they did it. Well, you know, I, yeah, the, there was no real talk of actual policy. No. A little talk of policy in some areas, but largely not. Trump has no real policy. Um, Biden does have policy, but you, there's no good place to mention it. And It's you know, very he's difficult not, he's not good in at these style of debates, yeah. Yeah, um, but I think in the economy point, I think Biden comes out on top just because Trump is, you know, the president in a recession. Yeah, it's very difficult that... that um like to stand on so the next thing they talked about was uh race relations and um violence in cities and this kind of was a two-pronged uh topic the first half was definitely i think won by biden when it was talking about race relations and racial issues in america and i think the second part where they moved to law and order it's a much easier leg to stand on being that tough on crime for that law and order topic yeah but you know i i still like so trump clearly trump's strategy here was to say biden doesn't believe in law and order but i don't i don't think he really got caught biden on that very well i don't know did you no i i don't think i i I don't really believe it but i think it'll improve his standing particularly among his supporters that he's keep on bashing on about this law and order thing. I know, but yeah, I just don't... Like, Biden wasn't really... I don't think he caught out Biden. Like, Biden was saying, no. like, you know, I'm going to fund the police more. You know, I don't believe in defunding the police, which, you know, I'm sure a lot of uh, more progressive Democrats will be very upset about. But, 
yeah, I think he needs to say to win over the, the moderate base. This is also where Donald Trump sort of moved a bit more to that whole radical left argument that he's got. Oh, God, yeah. Which is... If you're going to call anyone a radical leftist and, you know, a socialist and all this, it's not Joe Biden. <laughs> I know. We wish. We wish he was a radical leftist. Yeah. He's been in fucking, you know, the US politics for the last 40 years. He's got a long record of not being anywhere near a radical leftist, yeah, whatever I mean, the he, fuck that means. Yeah, he voted for Iraq, you know. He has the same record that all the political, democratic, and republican elites have. Exactly. So just, um, like, it's just the most stupid point to argue on. Yeah, I think, so I think Trump's point was really that Biden had been captured by the radical left, and, you know, that the radical left was in the Democratic Party, but... I don't know. I think it's actually really difficult to see how well that point lands. Because, you know, obviously we think it's bullshit, but and it is just a straight-up fucking lie. Well, it, it'll land great. I think it, this base support of Trump is going to love Trump after this debate, to be honest. Yeah, But maybe. that's what he does. He just appeals to his base, I reckon. Well, but, you know, he comes out there and says, like, oh, it's Antifa. Um, yeah, I don't know. We haven't talked about it. Have we talked about Antifa here? I think we may have mentioned it. I think before. we have. You know, the anti-fascist league, so-called radical left political group, doesn't exist. It's just an idea. And you know, Biden did well to come out and say that you know the FBI, your director of the FBI, says that uh, right-wing white nationalism is a bigger threat than any left-wing, you know, hardcore political groups. Um, you know, but I can't believe Trump is still going on about Antifa. It's so strange, hey. But you know that's that's the uh, the point. Do you have any um, thoughts about the race relation things? Because we talked a lot about um, law and order and such. Yeah, um, I think Trump had nothing to say about it. Really, he I... was very reluctant to even say that there was uh, systemic racism and racial problems in America. Yeah, he, d- he didn't say that. I don't no. think when, when he was prompted to talk about race, he talked about law and order. Yeah. Which is, you know, showing, I think, I, I think Biden did well in pointing out the, the flaws with Trump. Um, it, although he went, I remember that point. He went off in a really weird way, talking about Charlottesville in a kind of way where he didn't say Charlottesville. Yeah. Um, but I think he eventually got around to criticizing Trump's, horrible mismanagement of this, you know, the huge protests you're seeing across America. Yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, Biden's response to it, which is like, I'm going to get all the police officers, the not-for-profits, community groups, and I'm going to put them in the White House and we're going to figure this out. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, you know, maybe just that hold appears, hands and sing kumbaya. Maybe that appeals to some people, but, you know, the, the progressive left of the Democratic Party are not going to be happy with that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was a tough one, Nick. It was. This is where the debate. This is where I started getting tired. I don't know about you, Nick. Yeah. Well, you know, I think let's cut to the chase here, Rob. What I think the big part of the final, the the final part of the debate, which is really important, was talk about mail-in voting, voter fraud, and the validity of the election. Yes, and I'm I happy was, to talk about this. I was very scared when Trump just basically said, "Yeah, he was asked, are you going to support?'" the result of the election essentially and trump said not if it's gonna have voter fraud yeah so essentially that's what he said he and he's long been saying that voter fraud is happening already so he's not gonna support this 
election. Pretty much, he's not going to support the. He's not going to accept the result of the election mm. if he doesn't win. I think he'll accept it if he wins. I think yeah, oh, yeah no, of course. <laughs> I but I think Biden probably did had the best response to that that he could, where he basically said, you know, I will respect the result of the election, but you better believe that if I win, Trump has is has no leg to stand on, and he's gonna he's gonna have to leave. Yeah, I think he. I, I think he's done well there because you don't want to give any kind of. Uh, life to the idea that Trump is somehow going to stay on as a kind of authoritarian leader. Which is fucking ridiculous that, that he can't accept this. Yeah. Well, the whole voter fraud thing is just bullshit. It's an d- attempt to undermine the election. You know, I think he's just grasping at any kind of straw for political advantage. Even ones that are, you know, I think very illiberal and bad for democracy. Yeah, it's terrible, Nick. We discussed this last week, um, or a few weeks ago even now. But, like, how is this happening in the oldest and, you know, best country in the world or oldest democracy in the world? How? Right-wing populism, man. It's ridiculous. We're going to talk about populism next week. We should. Yeah, because, you know, I think the whole reason Trump was elected was right-wing populism. (laughs) Um, But, Rob, we're we're drawing to an end here. We We, should, yeah, wrap it up. So, who do you... I know we've already said, but who do you think won the debate and why? Well, there was... The clear loser was democracy and fucking <laughs> and America. Us, having to us. sit through that. There were a lot of losers from this debate, but I guess... More losers than winners. Yeah, I guess the... Begrudgingly, I'll say that Joe Biden won because he talked to the American people more, and I think he talked about policy a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I'll say that as well, but, you know, not a lover of Joe Biden. Very, very poor candidate, I think. But he's a counter to Trump where it matters in those areas where Trump, you know, was really effective against Hillary Clinton. Yeah. So, you know, I'm willing to maintain that I, you know, I think Biden won the debate. I think Biden will win the election. But fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, we'll yeah. yeah. All right. We'll uh, see, you guys, see you guys next week, I guess. Yeah. Hear you guys next week. I uh, hope, <laughs> hope everyone liked this uh, two-topic special yeah. on the presidential debate. Do go watch it if you're interested. On yeah, YouTube. it'll be on YouTube. Yeah. Um, yeah, so don't forget to follow us on our socials, guys. Uh, at Unrepresentative Swill on Instagram, the Unrepresentative Swill podcast on Facebook, and at Swill podcast on Twitter. And Stay safe, everyone. Enjoy yeah. your study week if you're studying. Exactly. If not, enjoy being a blue-collar worker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll see you guys we'll see next, you next week. week. Bye, then. <laughs> <laughs>